How good's a Friday? Hey guys, Silly Talk Sports here and we're back. Season 3, Episode 2. How good is that intro? Thanks for all your feedback. Great to hear the Silly Talk Sports fans were absolutely frothing at the bung for that one. Did take me about four or five hours, not going to lie. Had a few drafts that got declined by producer Sharla, but we got there in the end and glad to see that the hard work has paid off. Also, thank you last week, record and listens for Silly Talk Sports. Boy, does that get you going fresh off and off season. Absolutely aroused at that one. So great to hear that you're all enjoying some STS shit chat. Rightio, episode two, as I mentioned, get into some weekend chat to kick us off. We had Ash's birthday on the weekend, actually. Early doors at HQ, there from three o'clock in the Arvo onwards. Great establishment during the day. Really is some riffraff, though. A lot of stag do's. Had to have a bit of a fight to get into old loser corner, that back left. But boy, is she worth it. Really did kick off after about 9pm. Had a great time, as always, in the queue, home of the mighty Marist under-85s. Burgo's leaving party, unfortunately, didn't show up. But great to see a good turnout for the great bloke, nonetheless. And no doubt we'll get him back in there before he darts off to play for Scotty Rankin's Manly Marlins over there in the shoot shield. Up yours, Burgo. Then Sunday, bit of an, we had a bit of an early night set, because we wanted to save ourselves for Sunday. We were going to see old Elton John. And it really did start off with a hiss and a roar. Great show. Packed Mount Smart. No doubt it won't be the only time this year Mount Smart is packed. I know the Mount Smart faithful, the almighty Waz, they're going to show up New Zealand's favourite team and she will be a full house every week. But she was chocker, about 40,000 they reckon, and it started off a great show. Some of the best piano playing I've seen since me old mate the Māori Elton John won the jackpot down at Pat's Garage. Boy, was that a performance from the old Kombucha Express, Courtney McCarthy. But this piano playing from Elton, it was right up there. Great show, but then unfortunately, boom, cut short. The old bloke knocked down with a bit of illness there. Walking pneumonia, they reckon. So glad he could still walk. Always look on the bright side of life. And look, Kimbo was fuming at the time, and a lot of people around us were too. And to be fair, your mate Surly wasn't too happy either. But I was a touch more understanding, you know, a bit more sympathetic due to knowing what it's like being an entertainer you know some days you just don't feel like performing to the crowd you're a bit under the weather you mate surly few episodes there where I had a bit of a cold bit of a throat niggle so I really did feel for Elton at that point in time but us great performance we do push through no refund so up yours Elton and that really did bar me up at the end but hey 
the other two concerts will get their show 2021. What a year. Get to see the old fat man play the piano. Big fizz. Right, enough of that. Let's rip into episode two. We're going to cover the usual, some super rugby preview, review, NRL nines, a bit of test cricket, and then the old multi battler of the week. And of course, everyone's favorite, your Q&A. Couple rippers this week as well. Spoiler alert. Right, Super Rugby, let's rip the band-aid off. Round three, she kicked off last Friday at the Fortress Eden Park, where our team, the Auckland Blues, hosted the Cranberry Cruisers. 7.05 kickoff, shit crowd, as expected, the Blues have been poos. And unfortunately, things didn't get better for the men from the big city of sales. They went down 25 points to 8 to the Southern men. And the Blues, they started well, as they do. Real hiss and a roar. Great pre-game fizz-up speech from big Patrick Tuipolotu. Came, saw the boys come flying out the gates. But then in typical Crusaders style, they pegged them down. They wore them out. Strong pack. Razzle-dazzle galore in the back line. And in the end, the Crusaders just offered too much for the city slickers. Bryn Hall, an outstanding shift to start off the Crusaders men. Yatesy, absolutely out of his seat cheering for him in that one. One proud partner right there, no doubt. Cullum Grace, like the look of him in the sixth jersey. Real hard-nosed man, this Crusaders factory. They keep churning out some loose forwards just when you think they're going to be fucked. They roll out some young whippersnappers full of enthusiasm and they don't lose much. So that was an unfortunate one for the Blues, but to be expected, you would think that Crusaders juggernaut writes the wrongs from the Chiefs the week before back on the bandwagon. Then on your set, the Arvo, it saw the men from the mighty Waikato fly over to Tokyo to take on the Moondogs, and they came away with maximum lollies out of that one, 43 points to 17 to the Chiefs. Great to see old mate Shooter Stevenson come away with a meat pie. And boy, did that Chiefs backline look dangerous. As per usual, hard-working forward pack laying the platform. Old Lachlan Beauchier, unreal shift from him yet again. And old Mitch Carpick in the seven jersey, a real throwaway. But boy, does he get around the pitch and make a real menace of himself. Damian McKenzie looked dangerous as always. Great to see him back finding that form, boy, ball in hand, real bums on seats material, Brad Weber, great shift from him in the captain's jersey, and overall, a great W in Tokyo for the Mulu men, no doubt, business class, flight home, few white tackery dackeries to celebrate, job done for Gatlin's men. Then following that game, we went to Sky Sports Stadium, 7.05 kickoff, and it was the mighty Wellington Hurricanes hosting the men from Durban, the Sharks. And it was the Canes came away with the maximum five points in that one, 38 points to 22, a convincing win for the men from the Windy City. And Geordie Barrett, not a big fan of his, to be fair, in the past, but ever since Justice for Geordie really kicked off and he started sculling piss at the cricket, his career has absolutely taken on in leaps and bounds. He's going from strength to strength, stepping up into that playmaking role there, 
playing 15, but spending a lot of time at 10, and is kicking both off the tee and the hand. Boy, if that doesn't get you aroused, nothing will. As well as that, we had Ben Lambs dotting down for two meat pies. Naoni Laomape barging his way over. Wes Houston sh- showing some gas. And then old Dane Coles. Boy, does he love a bit of cheeky niggle. He also got a meat pie as well. Overall, a very impressive performance from the Hurricanes, putting away a strong shark side, although Travel did look to have got the best of them. But that is a great five-pointer for the men from Wellington, and they will be absolutely fizzing at the bung to get those points away. No doubt Murphy Tatamai, the Tatamai train, few country dancers, bit of tick-tocking with his old mate Artie Severe after that one, celebrate in true upper hut fashion. Then following that game, of course, she was your NZ Rugby Conference Super Saturday. Bums on seats, help yourself. And it was the Brumbies over there in Canberra hosting the men from Dunners, the Landers. And the Landers came away with the W in that one, 23 points to 22. And they really did steal it. Old Ben Nicholas with a try in the 84th minute right next to the post. Josh Iwani knocks it over, happy days, party at Tony Brown's, the boys come back from Canberra steaming, ready to head into O-Week, toga parties all round, few headlines, headlines in the local Dunedin rag, no doubt, but as mentioned, Jonah Nariki and Ben Nicholas with the tries, Josh Iwani, two conversions, three penalties, those were your points from the Landers, and what was a good, tough, grinding win. Still look like they're lacking a bit of fizz, a bit of X factor, and I still think they might end up fighting the Blues there for that bottom of the NZ conference. But a good road W, no doubt. Come away from the shithole, which is Canberra, with a win. You gotta be happy with that. Right, looking forward to this week, week four. She kicks off tonight. It is the Cam- Cranberry Cruisers hosting the Landers down there in Christchurch. And the Crusaders have made a few changes due to injury. Old Scott Barrett, old dog roll, he's out. And old Jaegerbomb, old Jaeger the prop, he's also out injured, concussion. Maybe too many Jaegerbombs, we will never know. But in typical Crusaders fashion, in comes Luke Romano and Mike Alatoa. Great replacements there. David Havili, he'll wear the captain armband with Scott Barrett out. So great to see for him a great recognition for a player who really is in amazing form and must be well and truly in All Blacks contention. Oh, is he stole McCarthy, brother of Ufistol McCarthy. He gets a spot on the bench and also big fizz for Harbour Heat fans. Ethan, the Ruder Roots from Bays. He's a Bays goat and he's made his way onto the Rimu in what should be a Madden. Debit, massive debit boat, sorry, for old Ruder. So great to see two Harbour Heat men turning out for the Crusaders tomorrow. If that doesn't fizz you up, nothing will go well, Ruder. If in doubt, armbar him out. For the Landers, they've still gone with the old Mitch Hunt at 10, Joshuani at 12 experiment, and I said lack of razzle-dazzle. They've brought in Michael Collins at fullback, which will do fuck all for their game there. So not a great decision from old mate Tony Brown. But never fear, Tay Walden is here. He's on the Rimu and should add some fizz to that midfield. Hopefully Josh Iwani will push into 10, Mitch Hunt to the back. 
for the second half. That, I think, is their best back line. But I think the Cranberry Cruisers, as per usual, will be too strong in this Southern Derby. I'm tipping them 11-20 to 20 in that one. They should come away with the lollies. Following that game, Saturday, 7.05, we've got the Chiffs hosting the Brumbies. And boy, his old mate Gatlin rang the changes. He's picking the splinters out of the boys from the Rimu's bottoms, and he's given them all a run. Nine changes this week, whole new loose trio, and they welcome back another All Black, Luke Jacobson, Hill pair Sam Kane, and Peter Gus Soakula, which I rate highly. That is a great trio. Lachlan Boucher gets the week off, rest up, fair enough too, well deserved. Triple T comes back in at 9, great to see. Anton Leonard-Brown in at 13, D-Mac in at 15, racking up the minutes. Great to see old McKenzie smiling away there. Wainui and Sam Nicol on the wings, Shooter Stevenson given the week off, no doubt a guest appearance at 660 you would think. Hey, it's a trip up to Auckland for a steam up, that bloke. Go well, Shooter. Brumbies have made three changes, but no one cares who they are, so I won't even go there. I've got the Chiefs at home in Hamilton to be too strong for this Brumbies side, coming off a heart-wrenching loss to the Landers. No doubt that'll have them a bit down in the dumps. I've gone Chiefs 11-20, to Damian McKenzie to get two meat pies and have an absolute field day. Aaron Cruden to run the cutter superbly. And look for old Luke Jacobson, fresh off a lot of rest, to just come in absolutely steam and rip shit and bust and well and truly have a great day at the office up the Chiefs. Then on Sunday morning, 4.15 a.m., perfect kick-on times, we have our team, the Auckland Blues, taking on the Bulls in Pretoria, South Africa, at altitude. And boy... Does this game get you fizzing? You come home from 660. You've had a massive night on the Waitakere Daiquiris and the Linekins. You're sitting around chatting shit with your mates. She starts to get a bit awkward. Only so much kick-on banter you can handle. Four o'clock hits you. Boom. You hit your Sky Sports. Bums on seats. Absolutely ripping. Crack a fresh cold one and enjoy what should be a spectacle of a game. No team list out for the Blues yet, which I rate. Really being sneaky, trying to sneak up and really hunt the Bulls <sighs> in South Africa. Hope you get it. You know, Safari and whatnot. Shit gag from Surly Classic. But anyway, as I mentioned, no team list yet. But you'd think that the usual culprits will be there for the Blues. In the front row, you'll have old Sione Mustad Mayo, James Parsnip, and Ufostoma car seat, as well as big Carl Tuinukawafe bringing some fizz off the bench. Then you should have the likes of your Blake Gibson and Hoskins Satu'u in that loose forward trio. Picking Ruru and Perifeta to stay in the 9 and 10 jersey, TJ and Merchant, Duffy, Mark Talia, and maybe the return of Rico Ioane from a hand injury and no doubt multiple house parties during the week which have got him back in the New Zealand Herald. Actually, on that, whoever Rico Ioane's neighbour is that wrote in about him having house parties and 2am huckers, pull your head in, mate. No one else would ring their, the other person's employer if that happened. And who doesn't love a 2am hucker? Get around it. Get involved yourself. Jump the fence. 
out-hacker them. If you want to show them mana and shut them up, you got to out-hacker them. But anyway, this is a perfect bounce-back game for the Blues, the Bulls. They've lost, they're tied last. They've lost their past two games. They're at home, which makes it a little bit harder. But you're thinking that the Blues, if they're going to be real contenders this year, or even have a shit show in hell of looking like one, they're going to have to come away with at least four points in this one. Up the Blues, kick on slot. What more could you want? I'm backing them 1-12 to in a close game at altitude. But a win is a win, nevertheless. Right, your NRL 9s, that was last week. How good is it to see God's game, the NRL, back on the TV? She was on last Friday and Saturday night over there in Perth. Our local Perth correspondent, Rana Pickman, no doubt enjoyed ripping into a few cold ones as he sat down and watched this. And believe it or not, the tournament was won by the Cowboys. Don't think anyone would have picked that. They came away with a win over the Dragons of all teams in the final 23 points to 14. In fact, your top four teams consisted of the Cowboys, Titans, and Dragons, which no one would have picked. So an absolute shambles over there at the nines. Some lowly ranked teams running amok and really enjoying themselves in Perth. You made Surly tip the Sharks. No good. Thought old Magic Johnson would guide the boys home, but it wasn't a lot happening for the men from Cronulla from the Shire on the weekend. Our boys, the Waz, look, they had a 34-0 loss to the Knights, which isn't a great start. Kurt Gidley, the old bloody, he must be about 46, 47, absolutely tore us a new one. Could be a possible signing for the Waz, something to look into. So not a great start getting pumped by the Knights. And then we lost to a pretty shit Roosters side, it must be said. 14 points to 8. Just the two games for the Waz and not a lot to take from it. She wasn't very entertaining. The poor Paul Turner and Rocco's Modern Life, old Rocco Berry, were the only two to get meat pies for the Waz in that Roosters game. But great to see some young bucks studding down. Hopefully that gives them a bit of confidence heading into the trial games. For the Waz, look... Overall, not a successful tournament at all. They flew 7 hours and 25 minutes, according to the Air New Zealand website, for 36 minutes of footy, scored two tries the whole tournament. Was it worth it? Probably not. They could have been at home, training, doing ACLs with Bunty. And in all seriousness, that really is heartbreaking. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Uso, Bunty Afoa, the season just took a massive speed bump there. But nevertheless, it's still our year. The boys will bounce back, rip into the troll games, and I can't wait to see what they produce come round one. Up the mighty Waz and the nines, it just wasn't meant to be. This week for Rugby League, we've got ourselves a herk of a clash. We've got the Mouldy All-Stars up against the Abo All-Stars, kicking off 10.10pm 10 10 in the Gold Coast. Pretty much a home game for the Mouldies, because there's one living over in the Goldie, and it should be a real spectacle for the Abos. A bit of a star-studded lineup, actually. Georgia Reacts men have really turned it on. They've got Latrell Mitchell, Blake Fergo, Addo Carr, Jack Whiten, Wade Graham, David Fafida, and Josh Curran, the lonely warrior up in there. How good to see. So stacked with some talent there. For the Maldives, 
equally as stacked. You've got the likes of Kalen Ponga, Dallin Water and McCadillac, Jesse Bromwich, the Cheese, old Brandon Smith, Brenton Nakora, and the GOAT, Adam Blair, to name a few. How that bloke still gets a gig, God only knows. But it should be a great clash, one full of plenty of passion and pride in their culture. So looking forward to seeing a couple of run it straights. How good some run it straights in February just to kick off the year with a real bang, real doozy. But your mate Surly, he's been thinking about this Nines All-Stars thing and he's got a few suggestions. So this is Surly's suggestions. Witty name, I know. A real character. A bit of a thinker, your mate Surly. For the Nines, I think they should drop it to seven. Nine to 13, you only lose four players. It's still pretty congested. Lots of hit-ups early. If rugby can pull off sevens and make it full of razzle-dazzle, surely God's game can do the same. So I would drop the nines to seven. For the All-Stars game, I would love to see the captains pick the team similar to the NBA All-Stars game, which we just saw. So get rid of the... Or still play the Maldives and Abos game if you like, but have two captains, which were the two run, the winner and the runner-up from the Dally M Awards. They then pick their all-stars and they go pick for pick like an NBA draft. Would love to see that, and no doubt that would be a real high-quality game. Then give each player a charity of their choice every time they score or do a hit-up or something great, is money towards their charity. Really incentivize them to want to play hard because some sometimes those games can be a bit of an exhibition. So that'll put a bit of fizz in the contest. In terms of the NRL itself, I'd love to see field side tickets, similar to the NBA court side. So you pay the big bucks, you sit on the field next to the interchange bench, and you really get a taste of the action. I'd also love to see a player from each team mic'd up and that's played over the stadium speakers. So you can hear some banter and really feel like you're a part of it. Feel the player experience. And then another thing, I think every player should have an individual number. They should be able to pick it from 1 to 99, like in the NFL. Their name's on the back of the jersey. So say Roger picks 23 for old Goat James. So it'll be 23, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Then all the merch. Imagine how many jerseys. The fans can buy their favorite player. They wear that jersey. They become affiliated with that player. Great for sales. Really would. Don't see how it could be bad. Make it happen. Silly suggestions. Some absolute doozies in there that a lot of you probably don't give a shit about. Right, moving on to Test Cricket, and she kicks off today. 11.30, actually. So by the time you're listening to this, she's probably already... Already kicked off, so you shouldn't be listening to me. You should be listening to Radio Sport Live for Brian. Lord Brian Waddle's great coverage. What a rooster that is. But it's New Zealand versus India in some test match cricket. According who you talk to, it could be a real bore fest. But for the purists, they love it. Five days of white action. No Wagner. He's staying at home for the birth of his child. So in comes the new bloke. Cole Jamison, who will get a debit boat in the big call-up, as well as Ajaz Patel, who's finally getting a gig as well. Bolty's back, so we've got a good little attack here, and I'm thinking this could be a good game. No doubt the Black Caps 
want to avenge a dismal summer in Australia will come out firing at Virat Kohli and the Indian blokes. So it could be a real barnstormer, a real humdinger. Don't often say it about test match cricket, but it could be bums on seats material. So get around it. Get behind the Black Caps. Ross Taylor, a big occasion for him. Make some noise for the Black Cap boys and up, up the Mighty Caps. Rightio, time for your magic multi. And last week, she didn't go my way. The Blues really fucked it. I thought they were going to stay 1-12, to but unfortunately, they couldn't keep pace with the Cranberry Cruisers, and they fell away. But this week, I've gone the Cruisers. 11-20 to points they'll win by against the Landers, paying $2.60 for that one. Then I've gone the Indigenous All-Stars, 1-12, to paying $2.90. Love those odds. Then I've got the Blues, 1-12 to at $3. Great odds again. And then the draw in the cricket, Black Caps in India, paying $4.70. Help yourself to that. $10 on that multi will return you a handsome $1,533.37. How good. That's a fair few steam-ups. Book the limousine. Flip it right around. Chuck it all on the wars and blues to go all the way. It is hashtag our year, hashtag justice for Bunty. Right, your battler of the week. And this week, it goes to none other than the beloved Kimbo, the better half of Surly Talk Sports. And she's probably thinking, what have I done to be battler of the week this week? And it's purely because of how furious she was that Elton John, the little chubby piano man, got old walking pneumonia and had to call it a day. And that really did ruin her week, you know. It's been a tough week for her since. She's really struggled to bounce back, been a bit down in the dumps, sending me multiple NZ Herald articles saying that we should get at least a bit of money back or he should repeat the concert. So hang in there, love. No doubt you're probably still struggling and this may be bringing up some bad memories yet again. But hang in there. Once again, the steam is won, so you're finishing your week off right, heading into a big weekend of 660. So enjoy yourself. Let the hair down. Kimbo, you are our battler of the week this week. And a big up yours, Elton John from old Kimbo. Right, your Q&A this week, and we've actually got two rippers. So myself and producer Sharla, we are really fizzed for these ones. The first one here is from old mate Cody Fids, long-time listener, long-time question asker, and he says, Surly, you old cobber, ripper of a day here in the sunny old Raglan. Oh, great to hear, mate. Good to see you're still on the old beaten track down there. Glad you're back on the airwaves, and what an off-season it's been. It's All-Star Week, and I'm pumped for Courtney McCarthy's cousins to go bang. Would love to know your all-star 13 of steamers you would love to go to war with on a bender and are just great piss-drinking New Zealanders. Up yours, hashtag DJ Chody, hashtag Stan Walker, Cody Fids. And that is a great question there, Cody. Good to see you still rocking up those miles on your Instagram story, playing some shit tunes while you do it and sending them out to people that haven't requested them at all. No doubt that makes their day. Look, I've taken your question here and I've taken the basis of it. And in typical silly talk sports fashion, I've really flipped it and ran with it. I've gone 13 blokes from Australia and New Zealand that I would enjoy 
getting on the piss with NRL players. Some of them well and truly out of position, but you just got to cram them in. At the back, I've gone old Cam Munster. Heard he loves a good time. Little ball of energy might bring old Bellamy along, which would really bring some fizz. On the wings, had to go Manu Vatuvai, given his recent troubles. Sounds like he could well be a life of the party at any given stage. And I've gone Blake Ferguson on the other wing because we all know he loves a steam up and a vodka cruiser. And on that note, in the centres, Josh Dugan, of course, loves a cruiser. Him and Fergo, a real dynamic duo on the piss and two incredible assets for any steam up. In the other centre pairing, I've gone Clinton Torpy, strictly because he's your favourite player. And also because I think you'd have a few Waitakere daiquiris and really layer up, you know, so if things kick off in town, it's always good to have one angry bloke who's just going to come in throwing haymakers for no absolute reason. In the halves, I've gone the YKTR pairing of Corey Norman and Isaac John, just because some of their stories from their times on the piss are out the gate, and also some great yarns about them winning big at the pokies, which I highly recommend and really get behind. So flip them a couple notes and they could really make it a massive night for the boys. So they're my house pairing. In the Fords, I've gone for old Nelson Asafa Solomona just in case we end up in Bali. He can come out swinging from the back fence. Also gone Russ Packer, another man with a criminal conviction for fighting and assault. So your mate Surly can get a bit lippy and the boys are there to back it up. I've also gone Ali Lautiti, just a great bloke. Lovely human, looks like he'd have a great time, you know, really settle the boys down and be a real calming influence, but then throw a few Woodstocks in the mixer, and he could be anyone's. I've also gone Paul Gallen, the old G-Train, I reckon he'd do a few bloody Broncos, you know, a few Rhinos, sorry, really smash the cans on his head, get him behind him, bit of banter, really fizz him up, he'd get well and truly carried away, the old G-Train, no doubt in his Speedos, and then... In the other forward position, I've gone Simon Mannering. Again, a calming head, a calm bloke who can really just keep things a bit simmered when things get out of control, plus a goat of the game in New Zealand. And then in the hooker role, forgot to mention him, Isaac Luke. Get him absolutely steamed, full of Waitakere daiquiris, and just make him hucker for about four hours, especially at 2am, maybe get Rico Ioani round. And now it is a real party. Great to hear from you, Cody Fids, and a great question. No doubt you've got your own 13. Feel free to not send it in, but great to hear from you nonetheless. And our other question, and it's from the beautiful Kimberly Edgar, really earning some brownie points this week. She sent in another question. Great to see. She says, it's titled actually Question of the Week, which is great confidence from her, so you're going to have to give it to her off the bat. She knows what she wants. She says, hi, love. This question comes to you all the way from Sydney. Good on you, love. Hope you're traveling well and go well, champ, as the great Doug Golightly would say. Special shout-outs to Doug as well. Really appreciate those game media packs you send through, Doug, with your hookups. And great to hear you're on board. Surly Talk Sports Season 3. But back to the question. Kimbo says, with Super Rugby back, it got me thinking. If I was a rugby player, who would I be? I reckon I'm the girl version of TJ Pedernada. Fast, great distribution, unreal comms, a little aggro, lippy, known to throw a bit of back chat and a bit of banter, always brings the fizz, 
mean pukana and always leading the haka. It's literally me and a dude. Bloody oath it is. If you haven't seen Kimbo do a haka, chuck on poye. And if you want to see Kimbo rip some mean pukanas, the eyes and all, chuck on old Stan Walker, Aotearoa. Boy, does that get us charging in from the back fence at the coat on a Saturday night. She then goes on to say, so my question is, who do you think you're most like in a footy player? Up yours truly, Kimberly, and then she's put an X to really cancel out the up yours truly. Ripper of a question there, love, and you really did have me pondering. But for me, there's only one bloke that your mate Surly can compare himself, and that's old Party Banks. Marty Banks, what a goat. Real consistent performer, like your mate. Tools away, decent boot. Loves the steam up, bit of a battler, just always hangs in for the full 80, kicks a conversion from the sideline and scales a bear from the crowd. That is on my bucket list of things to do this season, so hopefully I can live up to that one. And just an all-round good bloke, loves performing on the field and then performing even more off the field, a real absolute rooster and a quality New Zealander. So I would like to think that I am Party Banks, the great Marty Banks. If you're listening, which I doubt you are, but it'd be a real honor if you were, great to hear from your party. You'll always be the GOAT first five in my books. Right, that's all we have time for this week. Good to wrap it up. She's dragged on a little bit. Before we go, shout out to the Northcote men wearing the maroon and gold tomorrow in their first preseason footy clash. Your mate Surly, unfortunately, he won't be there. But go well, gents, up against Grammar Tech. Fields are a bit hard. Might need to vass up, lube the old knees, because there could be a few grazers on offer for the boys. But ripping, no doubt, maroon and gold this early in the year. What an honour. And up the mighty coat. Also, if you're heading along to 660, you might see your mate Surly there. And even better, if you're heading to the Prefers, Danny and Logs absolutely turning it on for the boys. Really looking forward to that. So shout-outs to Danny and Logs. Thanks for having your mate Surly and the others. And really looking forward to peeling back some pals with the crew. Couple heinies and lineys go well. Big fizz. So huge weekend ahead of sport. If you're participating, go well. If you're watching, enjoy Bums on Seats. And if you're steaming up, your mate Surly will be right there beside you. See you at kick-ons for the Blues. This was Surly Talk Sports. Go well.